Thanks very much for joining us, Richard. We really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to sit with us this morning. Uh, I'm JG. I'm the one that uh, emailed you initially. Thanks again. Okay, brilliant. I'm just uh, making sure I've got everything right here. I just got you on the screen and three or four little pictures down below. Is that the normal thing here? Yes, that's perfect. Whoever's talking okay. should show up in the main screen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And is there anyone else, or is that all of us? <clears throat> I think this is all of us. Uh, there we're a small little group, and with the Finders course, and uh, so I, I'm I'm in Ottawa, Canada, and uh, I just thought I'd let everyone else introduce themselves. I'm Jane. I'm in Northwest Indiana, about an hour from Chicago. Originally from London, though. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I'm Ted. I'm in Illinois, and I'm about. Uh, Two and a half hours from Chicago, South. Okay. Uh, I'm Miles, and I'm in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early morning for you. Yeah. Yeah, we're used to it though. We've been meeting at this time uh, all week, actually. Ah. Okay. Very good. And have you done the experiments, all of you, the headless way experiments? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. We, we were just talking about it. I think we all yeah. we've all had a lot of cool experiences with them and uh, um, yeah they're very cool and, and I've certainly been keeping them in mind throughout the day and they just sort of turn up and, and one thing I was just mentioning was seeing my reflection now has become a little different um, where I rather than become self-conscious when I see my reflection I, I more just compare my reflection to whatever I am and it's an interesting uh, dichotomy between the two now. So it's just like, huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before you used to say, oh my God, is that me? And now you say, thank God I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so freeing to be without an appearance, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So personally, I, I, for me, I've been doing experiments and found them, found them fascinating. And I was just, I was just commenting that I'm on an intellectual level, I, I understand it and I'm close to it, but it's not my reality. So when I see my reflection, I still kind of think that that's me. And of course, there are other, yeah. Uh, so I, I understand that there's there's a difference there, and that there's better. Okay, let, but let I, me. Uh, I'll respond to that. That. The basic experience is neutral. Uh, you can't see your head. Instead, you see the world. Agreed? Right. Yes. Yeah, you can't see your head. Your hands disappear. Whatever you make of it, you can't see your hands, that you can see your hands, right? You're looking out of what is, I suppose, a, a single opening and not too little, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've got the basic experience. This is not a, a wow experience. This is very neutral, cool, ordinary, the way mm. it's always been. And so I say you've got the experience, but your response to it will be unique to you and mm. won't be the same as anyone else. And we tend to think, oh, I should be getting the same wow as someone else. You won't, you see. And that's the value of meeting others who have got this experience. You see they're having a different response. And when Douglas Harding first saw this, he had been asking this question for many years in a kind of Western intellectual way. Uh, he was a philosopher and a thoughtful person, and he was trying to work out who he was, and he didn't want to take anyone else's word for it, you see. And when he saw this, it, it, he, his first reaction really was, well, okay, that's just true. But then he spent the next 10 years writing a big book trying to understand it or put it in Western scientific terms, you see. Mm. And we all need to somehow come to terms with this as much as we can if we value it. You know, how does it, you know, all right, I can't see my head, but I see the face in the mirror. And I identify with that face in the mirror. Okay, if that's your reality, that's it, you see. But the experiment there is look in the mirror, you see a face there, do you see one way you are? You don't, right? Right. Okay, but you still identify with that one. Okay, 
that doesn't stop you seeing the open space, right? Yes, right. yes. Because mm. the identification comes up in the space, as, as they say. Mm. And so we, we discover that this openness where we are is available, simple, accessible, not a matter of feeling, even understanding. And now our challenge is, is to work out in a way how we can uh, kind of integrate this. You know, So you could say, well, uh, I when I was a, a baby, I was completely unaware of my appearance. I was this open space full of the world, but I didn't really think about it. As a child, you learn through language to see yourself as others see you. Mm -hmm as a boy or a girl and you learn that the one in the mirror is, is more or less what others see you to be so you learn in a way to grab that appearance and put it on pretend to put it on because we never do and by the time we're adults we walk around imagining that we are in a head here and this is absolutely vital otherwise you wouldn't know why people were talking to you right <laughs> you right. know so it's a social thing i mean it's a, a deep thing I, but then we think that that's who we are, you see, the one that others say we are here. And we don't uh, notice this openness. Or if we do, we rubbish it as just, well, I just, you know, there's something here, I can't see it. Now in the next fourth stage, so the baby, the child, the adult, the seer, in the fourth stage of the seer, which is what you are in now, if you like, it sounds more than it is really, you know, uh, you are noticing the difference between your public self, your appearance, and your private self, your reality. And your public self is the same as it ever was. It's the one in the mirror. And you act as if you are that. And I'm acting as if I'm Richard. But privately, I'm now uh, noticing I'm space for all of you. And I am uh, this open uh, awareness full of everything you see, and I, I am not rubbishing it. I'm taking it seriously. It's a point of view, right? So I accept both now. For you, I'm Richard, and for me, I'm the one that contains everything. And now when I talk to you, I know that you're in the same condition. For me, you're, you know, whoever you are, and you are aware of that, and you identify with that, and you better keep identifying with that. But privately, you see, the experiments point to being your, the one. So you've got both. You're kind of, you know, you're God in disguise. <laughs> Richard, may now, I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I when I feel into this expansive space, I find myself going into almost this place of infinite perspectives. Yeah. Like perspective of even mundane objects in my surroundings. Is that, would you, I mean, is that kind of the direction this is going? Would you say that's, well, that's correct? No, I, the, uh, there isn't a correct. There's your okay. experience, you see. And what the, the basic fundamental experience is uh, nonverbal. And it's not a matter of understanding. You don't have to think about it to be aware of it. You don't have to understand it in a particular way to be aware of it. Now, what's happening for you there is that in given all your conditions and who you are and where you are, this is how you are responding to it at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. But that will change. That will change. And it'll be different from anyone else. But it's, you know, that's the value of meeting together because you're sharing your unique response to this neutral experience. Mm-hmm. See, which, which enriches everyone that you share it with. Oh, that's how it is for you. You know, that's what is coming up in the space for you at the moment. That's really interesting. That's different from what's coming up from me, but I understand it because somehow uh, this awareness of our true nature gives us empathy, you know? Yeah. So there isn't, uh, you know, so often in spiritual paths, there seems to be a right way of doing it or a right you know, right thinking or right behavior or right feeling. Uh, the headless way is saying, it's not about behavior. It's not about thinking in a particular way. This is nonverbal experience of you, for you, privately. And no one can tell you what that's like except you, you see. And now you begin to gain confidence in your own response to it. Mm. Yeah, it's brilliant. Beautiful. You can't do it wrong. 
So you'd say it's an evolving process as well, too. I mean, I think I've heard some of the language that you use is common to many others in the spiritual path of, of oneness and this kind of, you know, that in that war theme of lack of separation, et cetera. That, I guess that's an evolving process. I, that, that's, that doesn't come immediately, as you said. Okay, yeah, exactly. So if you all do this experiment, you know the two-way one? Yes. Yeah. Have you done that one? Well, mm -hmm. if you hold, just, you know, like a child, and notice that the finger pointing in is pointing at nothing, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, space, capacity, no face, no appearance here. You look and you see, you don't see your face here. But looking out, you'll see a face or a computer screen. Now, the view in can't evolve, can it? Because there's nothing here to evolve. But the view out is evolving all the time, like my sentence is evolving, or this meeting is evolving, you know? And so you have both. You've got this openness that is always full of something which is stable, right? And nothing is always full of something. That never changes. But what it's full of is always evolving. See, so it's brilliant. You, this is the source, if you like, from which this evolution emerges. And mm -hmm. as you stay with this, you realize this is endless. This is an endless fountain or source. It's just, you know, my words are coming out of it now. <laughs> this moment's coming out of it now. How? Mm -hmm. I am the clue. It's magic. <laughs> it's a miracle. So one comes, you know, attention brings us to this simple equation, nothing, something, you see. It's brilliant, mm. this. Mm. Nothing, something, uh, stillness, movement, silence, sound. These are putting mm. words on this nonverbal experience, and you can choose your own words, you see. But you could say source and product, you see. Mm. Nothing coming up with something. That's the, that's the miracle of you. Mm. And this is taking a fresh look at you and not just accepting the social view, which is you as a person. You, you accept that. You can't not accept it. But you see, uh, some spiritual baths give you the idea that somehow you should get rid of the self or identifying with the self, whatever that means, you see. Try it. I can do it. I don't need to. You see, in fact, when you see that this is all always accessible, you realize that identifying with your one in the mirror is a brilliant invention. That you know, why not? Fantastic! It doesn't stop you seeing. Wow. It's radical, you see. Oh, it can't be that easy. All right. It, you know, if you want to make it hard, go for it. But I don't. You see. Well, sometimes I do, but you know. I am presented with the facts that it is available no matter what I'm feeling, thinking. And I won't let anyone talk me out of that, you see, because no one is in a position to speak for what it's like here, just as I'm not in a position to speak with authority what it's like where you are. One of the things that's um, really hit home for me is the idea that thoughts are out there in the world. Yes. And it's just been so helpful when I'm walking around and I'm thinking a ton to just be like, oh, wow, they have so much room when they're out there. Yes. It's just like, this is, yeah, yes. I want to give them back to the world. That's kind of the phrase that yes. I use. Just, they're in the world. Yes. Let them be there. Yes. You see, mm -hmm. uh, it's so radically different from the normal view that your thoughts are in a tiny little box at the center of your world, separate <laughs> right. by several yards from the rest of the world. <laughs> You know, I mean, that is a recipe for stress. Yeah. You know, partly, you know, including the fact that it's all made up, really. You see. <laughs> now, it's the process of socialization is kind of gathering things from around you and placing them, you know, in imagination at center. So you think of your, your, this space here, you think of it as a person full of thoughts and feelings. And therefore, you're in a position to take responsibility and act as if you are Richard or whoever. You know, and someone says you look sad and you say, yeah, of course, I, yeah, I am sad. You know, but privately, I'm not sad. The world is sad. And privately, my thoughts are not stuck in a, I mean, imagine a red square now. Is it inside a little box right at the center of you? Or is it sort of out there with the room or the trees or the houses? You know, in my experience, it's out there 
con part of the content of the space and uh, this is really is so therapeutic it's profoundly therapeutic basically my mind is at large that's literally my my thoughts are out there with the trees i can see and my feelings flavor the world now uh try it out you know i, I mean try out the truth it's, it, it it's got to be more practical to live from the truth and a lie but especially when the truth is so brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and fun <laughs> and fun I know. It's so creative, you see. because i mean if you think of your mind as this small thing at the center of your world it's very limited oh i'm not that kind of person no, i don't do that you know now i'll never be able to do that but if you observe that at the center of your world is this vast mysterious creative awareness being whatever you want to call it and the whole world is pouring out of it it's like taking out the cork out of a bottle you know of champagne and it it just it, it wants it its nature is creativity and suddenly you think wow what can i not do really i mean not me as richard but the one within me the one within you is already creating everything this is a you know if you want self-esteem uh, <laughs> find out who the self is what do you richard what do you see as the intention or the purpose of then shared experience <clears throat> well you see i would say it's a personal thing that the basic thing is that you're aware of who you really are i mean just now you're being aware and as if you've never done it before because you, you you can't really remember it you know it's just now but you're aware that you're responsive you know you're thinking and feeling and so my uh, you know first thought might be wow that's amazing right you know I, I mean i am the one i am how did i come to be you see i am that's amazing you see, oh, you've got to be you've got to be you've just got to be. no i don't you see i am and i don't know how i came to be and it's wonderful you see so you think oh brilliant brilliant i am then the second next thought I have is, it'd be brilliant to share this. But there's who you really are, there's no one else, right? I mean, that's, there's only one I, right? I mean, how many consciousnesses do you experience? One. So, oh God, there's no one else to share it. I better somehow create others, you see. And life, right, life is the process. When you're a baby, you don't really know about others. It's a very uh, concrete process. As a child, you're learning about self and others. You're still the one, but you're learning about self and others. By the time you're an adult, you've forgotten you're the one, and you're totally convinced there's six billion others, and you, you know, and how many animals and plants and other planets, you see. So you've, you've gone a long way from being the one as a baby, without awareness of self or others, to the third stage of the adult where you're in this world of the many and you really feel it i mean that's the point you forget you're the one now when you wake up to being the one you see you go oh I, wow look what i overlooked do you forget about the many you don't because it's so deeply conditioned see? but now you realize oh now like in this meeting i'm the one and i can share my reflections about being the one with others who are, re I really feel that you are different and other, and yet you're the one, and you understand what I'm talking about. Now that is brilliant, isn't it? So the purpose of sharing is the one having a chat with itself. <laughs> I mean, now you hear many voices in one consciousness, right? Yes. You only experience one consciousness, it's, it's not yours. Everything's in it, you see. But you've got my voice and your voice, many voices in one this is the one talking with itself and it's not talking with yourself you know as it you know with sort of make-believe avatars on the screen you really believe in the reality of others here you see of course and this is very deep and very precious uh, i'll be back in a moment i've just got to answer the door <coughs> yeah. This is so fascinating. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the one, the one talking with itself. Oh my gosh. 
interesting to hear how you recreate, how you create others. It's creating, yeah, and creating others. Hmm. Yeah. Are you recording this, about... man? We actually are, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Glad, you, <laughs> glad you're cool with that. Yeah. Sure. It's interesting you talk about creating others and the process of what what that is. Are you of creating others. How do you explain it, you mean? Yeah, creating other 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 people. Yes. Well, this is a very mysterious process, you know. I mean, the fact that you are is totally mysterious. You can't explain as the one how you came to be. So, uh, this is the, the great mystery of your own being. There's just no way of, of, of understanding how you came to be. So the whole thing is founded on a mystery, a miracle, an inexplicable reality, because you, you, yourself evidently you are, but you don't know how you came to be. Mm. Now, uh, how uh, you, uh, as the one, came to create others, you can see in your own life uh, these four stages of the baby, the child, the adult, and the seer. And you can see in that process that you come to become aware, you become aware of self and others. And that's the process of growing up. And by the time we're an adult, we are profoundly convinced we are one amongst many, and we've forgotten we're the one. You are still the one, but you are unaware of it, you see. And normally people think, well, that's what growing up is. You find out who you are as a person, and then you make the best of it. But we now are enjoying this fourth stage where you're reacquainting yourself with your private identity as well as continuing to live as a person. Now, that is a way of thinking about the emergence of the many within the one, the emergence of self and other within this unchanging awareness, you see. And so you, you can have some understanding of it, but at root, how the one manages this process of inventing anything, you know, uh, never mind inventing others, is a beautiful, mysterious miracle to be celebrated but not solved, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea, you see, I, I don't know if you're the same as me, but I went through a phase where I thought that feeling separate, feeling I was Richard and there were others, and uh, was a mistake or I was doing something wrong and I tried to get rid of it this was years ago and I couldn't you know over a period of time because it was a problem I felt the basic problem I felt split and separated from the world and that was the problem I was suffering you see even though I could see I was the one I was still had this difficulty until I realized that uh, for a start I couldn't dissolve this feeling of separation I just couldn't do it it just kept coming back and secondly, I realized that it is a great uh, invention, a wonderful thing to uh, be the one and be one amongst many. And so one shifts from resisting this reality of feeling separate to welcoming it. Oh, wow. You see, I am Richard and you're over there in America and yet there's one consciousness. How wild is that, you know? I mean, would you rather just be the one, or would you rather be the one and the many? Well, I, you know, I think you made your choice, but you just whether you say yes to it. <laughs> so I don't think you can explain anything at this level of how nothing, something comes out of nothing, or how how the one, be, you know, so profoundly has the experience of the many. But this, uh, you know, I think seeing who you are in in fundamentally is saying yes to the way things are see and one of the way things are in that outward direction is as a sense of the many and rather than resisting this you see i think in the end you you move to all right well this is the way it is i'm going to say yes and then the benefits flow you see <laughs> but you might disagree with me you see which is the point <laughs> Richard, I saw, I heard you allude to this in a, in a previous interview, but are, are you constantly in this state of headlessness or do you, do you remind yourself, do you, are you in like a Richard phase and then, and does the Richard phase be, become minimized over time? You spend more time in this headless phase or is it kind of vacillate back and forth? 
like asking God, are you always God? <laughs> you know, well, I'm joking, you know, but uh, you yeah. see, I, I, I think that you've got the basic experience and uh, we are reflecting on our responses to it. And there are different ways of thinking about it. So there isn't a right way of thinking about it. You know, so for example, you can say, well, actually, how long have I been seeing this today? Well, I mean, it's timeless, isn't it? I mean, you say the meeting's been going on for half an hour, but how long has the nothing been going on? How long have I actually been aware of it today? I mean, well, it's, it's uh, at that level, it's a meaningless question, isn't it? So I think what that does is that it takes the pressure off having to maintain it, because you see, like, in a certain sense, you can't. You know, I mean, all these paradoxes come up. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so you stop taking your spiritual temperature, you know, how well you're doing, because every time you look, it's there, you see. Now, at another level, and this is where I'm saying that you can think about it in different ways, and there isn't a right, that isn't the right answer. That's an, an, an answer. Another way is, is that, well, you know, growing up, you started to become aware of yourself as a person. So, I mean, did you immediately become aware of yourself as a person? So was it suddenly always on? No, it was a gradual process. And uh, now you see, as an adult, are you, do you always have to be aware of yourself as a person to be a person? No, you're not always thinking about it. But if someone says, hello, Richard, you respond. So it's there, you see. You don't have to always be kind of imagining, you know, thinking of yourself. Uh, to be a person and it's the same when you wake up to who you are it's another way of thinking about it you see you are who you are it's always there do you always have to be thinking about it but does it kind of grow in you yeah this is yeah right the more you do it like the more you became aware of yourself as a person the more you know you, the more you were you it, it grew as a habit uh which you really did not have when you were very very small you had a clue you, you know, it, it, if you go into early development and really feel your own way into it, you'll realize how vastly different that baby stage is from the adult. Now, uh, as you uh, reacquaint yourself with this, then uh, it, it uh, you know, it grows in you. You know, that's the other end of the paradox, because the first thing I said was it doesn't grow, it never goes away, you don't, you know. Now I'm saying the opposite because you can think of it in different ways and respond in different ways. And this is the great adventure of becoming more and more aware and more conscious, more being yourself, more and more returning home to the place you never left. There's the paradox, you see. And it is uh, just as uh, growing up, uh, the awareness of self-consciousness, awareness of yourself as a person is social, right? You get it from others, really. And it's infectious. And, uh, it, you know, if everybody, you know, you're in a room of adults, they're all doing it, right? And you're a child, you, you, you're infected because how can you not be? Because people are responding to you as if you're a child, right? So, I mean, who would not respond as if back as a child, you see? That's what you're learning. And you want to belong. Right? I mean, you, you don't go around saying, sorry, I can't see myself. I'm refusing to identify with the one in the mirror. Proof, first prove to me I am that one, and then maybe, you know. No, you don't. You just go with the stream. And it's the same in the fourth stage of the seer, like now. Here, it's infectious. Here, it's on the front burner. Here, it's acceptable to be both your human, you know, responsible and react responsive from your human self and from your true self, right? You see, and also and there's a level in which you want to belong. Hey, there's a party going on here. Can I join? You see, we're all exploring this rather exciting situation where you're the one and you uh, appear as a unique individual. One thing that the headless experiments have finally shed some light on for me, you know, I definitely heard the idea that awareness isn't in time or is timeless but i think these have actually helped me understand what that what that means experientially 
Yes. There's change there and there's time moving there and there just isn't no. uh, change here. It just doesn't no. change. No. And that's what timelessness is. It's not some woo-woo, yeah. uh, no. amazing, mind-blowing right. thing. Yeah. And that's the power of the experiments. They give you the direct experience and make it accessible. You know, when you're doing the washing up or driving or talking to a friend, you see? You see, well, time there, what time is it? You know, it's in England, it's 11.33. What time is it here? Well, you, you don't theorize or debate or ask someone else. You look, you say, well, there's nothing moving here. There's no clock here. You know, there's no mark, no wrinkles here, you know. No. It's now a clock. <laughs> exactly. you see, it's funny, you see, because when you've got the experience, you can joke about it. But if you haven't, it's a very serious thing, you know, mm. solemn thing. <laughs> it seems like this uh, having headless parties is, is kind of uh, important. Uh, how, how, does, uh, how do you, uh, I mean, because if I go back out in the world and I'm reacting in reactive mode enough and I'm kind of pulled into this and you know how often do you need to have a headless party or kind of get it seems to be so helpful yeah it's very helpful well it's totally personal some people don't want to hang out with others who are enjoying this at all and that is fine of, of course you know there's no uh, rule here you follow your own feeling of what you're drawn to if you like hanging out with others who are enjoying this you know, uh, it's a very, you know, I would say that one of the reasons I would say why the one became many was to kind of bring awareness of itself onto the front burner. That's what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. You see. So uh, I, I like it. Uh, this is not a, a job or a, a task. This is an enjoyment party, you know. So uh, that's what, I mean, we've got, uh, I know the finance course have got lots of uh, meetings. We've got uh, five or six each week free meetings and you're welcome any of you to drop in without having you know I'll send you the information if you like about those meetings but I mean for example uh, the thing that got us into our separateness was others in a way and they saw our faces and threw our faces back at us and we had to put them on like a mask right I mean yeah. that's the kind of putting it negatively positively you're taking on this unique identity like in a play you know it's fantastic you see so you can join in if you, you need one to join in you know you can't act in a play unless you have a character and it's the same with this you see and uh, so uh, part of that play is the phase, third stage, where you're totally identified with the character. And, the, and now in the fourth stage, you're reawakening to the difference between your character, which is who you are for the audience, and your true reality, which is who you are for yourself. And by sharing, you see, when you look at my face on the screen, then uh, in the third stage, you get the feeling you're being looked at and that you've got an appearance and we're face to face. But in the fourth stage, you've still got that feeling. But in the fourth stage, you're checking it out. You're seeing it's face to no face. And so the face there becomes a fantastic reminder that you don't have one. And uh, when you're in a group of people who are aware of this, you see, if I say to you, I'm aware of this, and now you know that when you look at me and I'm looking at you, you know I'm being aware of it, that I have your face instead of my own. Well, that's going to make you aware of it, isn't it? You know, if I'm looking at you and you know I'm seeing, I, am, I have your face. You can say, oh, all right. I mean, it's a pleasant thing. And you feel like your face is being taken off you and you're relieved of that kind of restriction, you see. So, uh, and anyway, it's very beneficial to hang out with others in this, you know, it's infectious, but you, it's very inspiring what, how people integrate this into their lives and live it and discover they can do it you know so many spiritual paths you get the feeling that one or two have done it and it's a very long hard road and you're unlikely to get there and you you know you may get a bit but not certainly not the whole deal you know well with a headless way you get the whole deal now it's fantastic yeah it feels like like being in this expansiveness like watching a movie 
while being in this expansiveness. Yeah, good way of putting it. You know, sometimes you get like emotionally tied into the film or identify with the characters. Um, But then you kind of realize it's just a movie or you walk walk out of the theater. Yes, you see, all these are ways of reflecting on it. Some days it feels like a, a movie, and the, and the next day it feels like annoyingly real. <laughs> Which is right. Both are right, you know? <laughs> we, we tend to think, uh, you know, you discover that, oh, it's like watching a film, you know, and it, it's not really real, it's just a film. And you think you've arrived, you've cracked it, finally, you're detached, you know? And the next day, you know, something happens and you think, oh, I've lost it. No, you've lost that particular response. You haven't lost the basic experience. And as you see, this is where you learn as you go along, you realize that uh, any experience is going to change, except the, the basic, non-verbal, non-emotional experience of who you really are. But all your responses with Chet will change. And gradually you realize that you know, even the deepest realization and feeling that you've arrived home, you know, goes. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I put that deep realization? <laughs> God. It was your fault. You took me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's comforting that's a real that's a very real life practical kind of reflection or example that normalizes things as something that's perhaps yeah. not accessible to everyone it's not uh out of reach and yes this is uh uh very normal natural and extraordinary it's non-hierarchical you know because i mean in this group here, uh, it just never crosses my mind that anyone could not be this, you know, or not be aware of it. I mean, if it was about understanding the Avaduta Sutra or something, you know, we'd all have a different reaction and, you know, but it's not. It's about noticing you can't see your head. Instead, you see the world. Or noticing that, uh, you know, the taste is not in the tongue, it's in the space, or the sounds are happening not in a head ear, but in the, you know, in the silence, or the thoughts are not coming out of no mind here, you, you know, you don't have a little box. So all the senses, you, you know, visually it's easiest to communicate it, but then as soon as you've got that, you see it's uh, accessible through any of the senses. So it's very normal, it's non-hierarchical, Everyone's got it here, how could you not? But we each have a different response to it. So it is non-hierarchical, it's basic unity that embraces uh, 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 diversity and difference, different responses, uh, you know. Here we are one, there we are many, so to speak. This is a breakthrough, it's a breakthrough. Breakthrough in terms of accessibility, a breakthrough in terms of communication, any of you can share this with anyone if you want, you know, if they want to hear it. It's uh, fantastic. It makes sense scientifically, you know, what you are depends on the... Have you seen the model, the universe model? Oh, I'll show you. Yes, the one behind you there, yeah. Have you got one? No, I see it behind you there, yes. You see, this is uh, how it makes sense, and Douglas Harding did a lot of work on this. It's fantastic, but... This indicates, uh, uh, this is what you are at center. This uh, represents the void here at zero distance. And this is what you look like at different distances, range. What you are depends on the range of the observer. So at several feet, you, you know, you see yourself, you're seen by others as a person. So you put yourself there. See, but at a, at a closer range, you, yourselves. If I go up to you, this is verifiable, you see. We just don't take it seriously or closer to your, your molecule, right? Can you see this? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And closer to, it's like peeling an onion, you see, and you're going up to the nothing at the center. Of course, from outside, you can't get to the nothing. You get almost nothing, but 
the only place to find the nothing is from the inside at center you see that's where it is but if you go away then you see that you know uh, you're no longer a person you're a city see mm. and you might think for your city or support your football team you know and then further away uh, you're a planet you know this is true at this range the camera picks up your human appearance at zero you're nothing this range you manifest as a person at a greater range you manifest as a planet a star a galaxy so you're like an onion and that's the view yeah. from outside going in but the view from inside there's pictures on the other side which is what you see looking out and at a few feet you you'll see your other people and your picture in the mirror at that range you see but further away you'll see you know other species and other planets so you'll and so on so your view out is layered it obviously is you know in the distance of galaxies stars planets clouds trees other people your own body nothing at center so this is a beautiful model of who we are in my view as important as the planet you know the globe was when they created a, a model of the globe or the solar system this is a, a model of the whole system verifiable see fantastic I've seen that model, and personally, I, I get tripped up with. I, I understand that I'm, you know, you know, I'm composed of potential space and DNA and cells, and then me. But then I get tripped up with: Am I my country? Am I the world? That this is where the line right. of understanding for me is. I don't. I don't see how I'm my country or my town. Right. So, or, yeah. But think. Uh, uh, yeah. So you identify with your human body more than you do the country say but for example if you listen to the way you think you know it, 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 it you speak for you as an individual right to another individual but say you went out with your family and you met another family at the restaurant right yes. then you'd say oh we have come to the restaurant right you'd be speaking for your family right yes okay and then you and the other family go to a football match, you know, and you watch another team and you'd be, you know, you'd be passionate about your team, your city, right? Yeah. You yes. suddenly expanded from being one person to being a family to being a city. And now, uh, you know, your nation is attacked by another. If, if that other nation attacked any part of your country, Alaska, Hawaii, or anywhere, that'd be you, right? You'd feel attacked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now there you are. You don't think and feel in the same way as you do for yourself as a person, but you do think, you know, if, if we were attacked by another star and they blew up Mars, you would feel you had been invaded. This star, you see, I think I would, you know, you know, yes. oh my God, yeah. they're attacking us. <laughs> so in a, if you look at the way you see this is where this realization that you are nothing at center challenges our way of thinking about ourselves and that shift to a new way of thinking and uh, understanding who we are doesn't happen in a day so if you are feeling it's difficult to feel you know to identify with the country welcome to the rest of us you know they join the club because this shift to a new way of thinking takes time. The experience itself is immediate, simple, you know, but the ramifications of it, the working out of it, take time. Okay, great. So I guess that's where some practice comes in. Some. Uh... Yes. Yeah. That's so right. self-preservation kind of goes out the window with this because there's no self. Until a bus is coming down the road. <laughs> 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 you've got both right you can't pin it down oh there's no self i'll never be afraid of death you know i i i own everything you know hey you've got my wallet <laughs> that's it uh you know that shifting from being god to being a person in half a second flat <laughs> 
which is okay, you see, because the basic experience is is there, and you're you know you you're you know in that moment you're shifting from this this one to the whole, and then you might shift to you know we're doing it all the time. This is recognizing what we're already doing. You know, I mean, I, I'm English and you're American, say. Well, I've suddenly kind of taken on board a country, see? Or, you know, suddenly, uh, you know, you're, you're watching The Expanse on Netflix and you're an, uh, an earther. <laughs> <laughs> That's really intriguing to me because I'm realizing we identify, the way we identify with the body is not different than the way we identify with our family or our city or our country or our planet. Because in that moment, we're kind of, yeah, like you say, like thinking and feeling as if we're this layer of the onion. Yes, that's right. You see, this makes it very physical and verifiable. So uh, a way of understanding this is, is how do you become aware when you're a baby that you're a baby? Because you can't see yourself and you can never see yourself. Well, it's through language you start to understand how others see you from out there, right? So there's a physical thing that at uh, the range of a person, you begin to realize you appear as a person. And then, of course, you take the ex they tell you that that appearance out there that they've got is over here. So you take that on. So that's a secondary thing which you have to do. But in other words, you when you reflect now uh, uh, that... Uh, from the point of view of these layers, you realize what you're doing is your human appearance, which you identify with, is kind of out there at that range, right? It's out there in the camera and in others. You can't see it at center. And so this, you realize there isn't a human at center. There's this awareness. So that suddenly means that, oh, I'm not just a solid human thing at center. I'm nothing appearing as Richard out at that range. Because uh, then seen from the moon, what is this nothingness, you see? What am I from over there? If I'm, if I'm a person from the camera, what am I from the moon? Oh, I'm the earth. That really is what, how I manifest out there, you see. As, and I am, in that sense, it's as real that I am the earth as I am a person. Because there's nothing to no standard at the center to say no i'm really a person because there's a person here i'm not i'm nothing here and suddenly you open out into this reality this verifiable physical reality that your body is layered through space it's a relativity it's not a solid thing in one place it it's got these layers you see that it, uh, and from a planet i'm a planet from a star i'm a star it's a mutual thing you see and from a person i suddenly become a person you see i'm looking at someone there you see, and so this is this is a different way of thinking. You see, the normal thing is I'm just a solid thing, and uh, I'm not a planet. You know, I'm, I'm a person because I believe I'm that solid thing here. But as soon as you see into this, it opens up. You know, it's relativity taken seriously. You see, relativity. One of the things about relativity is what a thing is is dependent on the the position or range of the observer. All right, so we accept that, but do we accept it in when applied to us? Oh, <laughs> uh, leave it to Einstein, you see. No, this is taking it seriously, saying, all right, if what I am is relative, dependent on the range of the observer, you see, what am I, first of all, at zero? Well, I look, you see, well, there's no range, and I'm nothing. But at several feet, I am a person. But at, at several thousand, you know, feet, I'm a city of several thousand miles. I don't know. I'm a planet. This, it takes time to kind of adjust, really, to, you know, we resist our glory. <laughs> Shifting back and forth. <clears throat> Seems like, you know, somebody hits me in the nose or I'm, I'm trying to avoid a bus. I, I'm in that place for a long time it seems like I'm, I have a hard time doing it seems uh, that, that shift is is difficult uh, and I am in the story for a long time and what, what do you how do you 
yeah, you get can't out of that change, place. You can't change that conditioning, you see, uh, very quickly at all. No one could. I mean, uh, it's very, very deep. So you, you, you will be in that. Uh, but what you can do, uh, you see, which is not a matter of changing your conditioning, is look at what it's like right where you are now. Now that, now you can see there's no face there, right? Yeah. Now, that is immediately accessible. It's not a matter of ch changing how you think. You're still thinking that you're a person, you see, but you don't have to change that. You locate those thoughts, as, as someone else is saying, out there where they are, and see here, you're this no mind. Now, that is immediate, and you can do that any time. And it's as simple as blinking, you know, looking. But your condition, you see, I don't, once you see this, my view is that you don't have to change your conditioning. You certainly don't have to change your conditioning to see this. It's not dependent on your conditioning. And then you see, you realize that it's very valuable to identify with your story. So you get out of the way of the bus. And so on. But I, uh, I suggest that as you uh, get, you know, get into the habit of looking rather than thinking, looking, attention, attention, as you get, as you're doing it now perfectly, you see, and as you gain confidence in the fact that you're doing it perfectly, and it's not dependent on maintaining a wow, you see, then I think uh, you become, you know, you begin to get, you know, have some compassion towards yourself and uh, accept you're out the view out as it's given with all its conditioning and all its ups and downs you see that's the journey and uh, you realize that it's actually a, a, a profoundly necessary uh, and brilliant invention the story and it's not a mistake uh, you see and that you can have both uh, and part of the value of having friends uh, like here you see and I count myself as a friend and not not a guru or something. Is that you uh, work these things out together and you realize you know we're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes or you know achieve something impossible. We're just being down to earth, attentive, normal, honest about what it's like here. Uh, you know, people. That's a common thing. Yeah, but I just can't stop identifying with Richard, you know, good. <laughs> <laughs> I will be worried for you. You know, people who say, oh, I no longer identify with the self, you see. I think, well, if that's for more than, you know, a really deep moment in meditation, I would be worried about you. How are you going to function? <laughs> you see, as if it's a, a brilliant thing to be completely gaga. <laughs> <laughs> terrible you know but you find you see uh you know it's like you're riding a bike and to begin with you think you've got to be always thinking about how you ride the bike after a while you suddenly realize you've been riding the bike and you're not thinking about it you can have you can have your cake and eat it you can be the one and be the little one at the same time you are you are both you see um kind of you know this is the as is you you really are this one but you act as if you are a person in the mirror but at such a deep level you'll never change it and why would you want to mm. oh but i want to be god all the time uh, <laughs> it would solve all my problems <laughs> life is one problem after another yeah it is you see and we think it shouldn't be you know uh, oh no it's happened again to me you see <laughs> now the basic thing is life is not a problem as who you are that is that is not a problem you know it's solved you are you've done it but everything that's coming up within it is a kind of problem you see now i think that's what you really want because it's an adventure it's a challenge it draws out resources you, do, you know it's, it, it's difficult it's really difficult sometimes but you know i think this is uh well this is the way it's given 
and I would say that at a very deep level, this is what you really wanted, but can't prove that. <laughs> I need to get one of those little universe models you have. Oh yeah, I, there's a few left. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I really like just the I, the, the, the thought, the, the looking, just trying to look at what I am at zero distance to me makes, makes the experience um, super accessible. Like yes. my, whole, my whole life, what have I been right here? Yes, and no one can tell you but you, right? Right. But you're in the perfect position to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very used to it. I've, I'm very used to it, but I've been looking past it for so long. Yes, that's right. It's just so close that I that it's overlooked. Yeah, yeah. If you want to hide something, put it <laughs> nearer to you than your breathing. Right. <laughs> Hiding in plain view. Yes. Well, not I mean, you. let's do an experiment. <laughs> point. Use your finger, you see, mm -hmm. and point out as something in front of you, and just look, you see, and notice its color and shape. So you actually use your finger, you see. Now, do you have to understand how that thing was made to see it? No. Do you, have, do you have to like it to see it? No. See. Now point at something else and you see color and shape. You don't have to understand anything about it to see it. Point at your other hand, you see, and you see movement there if you move your fingers. It's a thing. You don't have to ask your neighbor what, what you're looking at. You, you look yourself. Point at your chest, torso, you see, you see a thing. Now point back at the place you're looking out of. Now no one can tell you what's there but you because everyone else is somewhere else. On pre present evidence, do you see any color there? Do you, do you see any shape, any movement? See, I don't. Do you have to understand this to see it? No. Does it have to be a wow? No. I mean, does it have to actually mean anything at all? No. Now point with the other hand out, you see, and this indicates this space at center is full. It's not just empty. Full of all those colors and shapes there. Now that's direct experience. That's simple. That's, it's not a wow. Often people, you see, uh, you can put your hand down. Often people say, but I don't, I don't feel I've got it. See, what they're saying is, it, it, I'm not having a wow experience, or it, it, it doesn't seem to mean the same to me as it does to you. That's different from getting it, you see. And this is why people dismiss this experience sometimes, because it doesn't seem to be a wow. They're looking for a wow, a spiritual high, you see, or a God realization, which somehow means like no more problems or something. So when they get this experience, they, they say, oh, that can't be it. That's not what I'm looking for. And this is not uncommon. And then what is also not uncommon, uncommon is a few years later, they'll come back you know, and say, now I realize that this is what I was looking for. I just was blinkered by my expectations, you see. And it's a kind of humility to say, all right, I'm just going to say yes to this, even though, you know, it, it, it may not be a wow experience now. And the paradox is, when, when you, as you accept this neutral kind of peace in a way, this totally neutral non-wow experience, that's the biggest wow in a way. It's funny, you know, and it will feed you what you need, not what you think you need, I think. But all that is for testing, you see. There isn't a rule here. You've got the, the essential experience. You've always got access to it. If you want friends, there's lots around to hang out with and share this with and enjoy being the one that is many consciously, so to speak. And you can have, you've got this for the rest of your life. You know, it's not going to go away. Uh, you see, I've been practicing my salesman pitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy it? 
I'm selling nothing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Be nice to have your contact. What? Con be able to contact your contact your group. It'd be nice to be able to know what. Yeah. Is there a, is is. I can post that on here or what? I've got the address. Yeah. You can just email me again, Richard, and I'll I'll forward it to the group. All right. So what I'll email you is a, a link to a page on our website, which is not public, but has all the information about all our Zoom groups, and this is uh, Google Hangout, but it so. Uh, if you're not used to Zoom, it's very simple and free, and uh, you'll meet a lot of fun people who are exploring living from this, uh, like you are. So you, you're very welcome. Yeah. Are there individuals on that group that are kind of like us, and we're still we're not there yet? We're, we don't have as deep a uh, understanding of it or yeah. realization of it. Yeah. yeah. Relatively yeah, but new you to are, the process. Uh, yeah. You are there essentially, aren't you? You can't see. Yes, there. yeah. But you, yeah. you're not. You don't have the same understanding as me, for example. Right. Or, you know, or anyone here. So we're all in that condition, and there's some. You know, you'll find people who just come in, who hardly know anything about it. everyone. I invite in has done the experiments. You know. But you, so you get a whole range. It's very friendly, and, and you know you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. You just hang out. So yeah, you know a whole you, you and you'll get people, uh, you know, voicing their doubts about it. You know, it, it, it's open discussion, so to speak. And sometimes we do the experiments, and you'll see. Yeah. Thank you so much, Richard. I'm, I'm so appreciative of, of you and uh, sharing with us today and, and everything that you're reflecting back at us. Yeah, the one is having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a real joy to meet myself here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And again, thanks very much for taking the time. We really, really appreciate it. And, oh, joy. Yeah, and I'll send you now that link and, uh, you know, feel welcome uh, to drop in. You'll see there's, uh, there's one later today, there's one on Saturday, there's two on Sunday, there's one on Wednesday, you know, so, uh, and um, yeah, I'll send you that link. All right, brilliant. That's great. Perfect. Thank you. So Thank you. Much. Hope to see you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, take care. Bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.